0: j-o-i-n-d-e-l-e-t-e-m-e dot com slash e-t-m. Go to com slash e-t-m and use code e-t-m for 20% off. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, sauté some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com/etm. Are we in a recession, and should you really care? In this episode of Shauna Shares. Welcome to everyone's talking money podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Hey, welcome back to the show. So, so good to have you here. These Sunday Shana Shares episodes are really a chance for me to tackle your listener questions and also to share some topics that have been on my mind. If you have a question that you would love for me to answer on one of these episodes, there's a link right in the show notes. You can go and fill it out. You can remain anonymous. It's quite all right. I would just love to answer your questions, but this episode is something that I really want to talk about because I have been asked this question so many times. And then also I was thinking if I had a dollar for every time I've seen the debate back and forth about whether we're in a recession, headed for a recession, or aren't going to see a recession, well, I'd probably be pretty rich right now. It feels like recession is what everybody is talking about we moved somehow from covid we moved into inflation and now we moved into recession so let's start here what is a recession good question according to an article that i found in forbes it said that in 1974 economist julius shishkin i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly came up with a few rules of thumb to define a recession The most popular was that we needed two consecutive quarters of declining GDP. So a healthy economy expands over time. So two quarters in a row of contracting output suggests that there are serious underlying problems. This definition of recession has become a common standard over the years. So in economic terms, that is what a recession is. Let's talk about GDP. It stands for Gross Domestic Product. So the GDP tracks literally the health of a country's economy and it represents the value of all the goods and services over a period of time, usually a year. So in a recession, everything just gets a bit sluggish. Sometimes a lot of bit sluggish. People lose jobs, companies make fewer sales, production is down, the economy slows down, and I have found, maybe you feel the same, that news outlets thrive on possible recession info because it's really meant to spark fear and dread for you and me. I mean, have you ever noticed the headlines around a recession or the stock market going down? They are completely doom and gloom. Fear is literally baked into all of them. But this is really how news works. The more terrible of a headline, the more fear and panic can be felt by those listening. And then, you know, they're all based on ratings. I mean, there's if we dive really deep into this, we could get really in the weeds. But it's meant to elicit some sort of response from you. I recently on Instagram... If you don't know, there is an Everyone's Talking Money Instagram. uh, There's a link in the show notes as well. Go over there. I do all sorts of behind the scenes stuff on there. And since we changed the name of the show, I'm building out that Instagram even more. So I'd love to see you over there. But I asked everybody, what are some of your biggest recession questions? And a few of the questions were around this idea of why is it always so fear-based when they're talking about a recession. It's like recessions are these new thing or something horrible. But this is just the way it works. Everything works in in a cycle. And I get it. Their job in this really crazy world of like short form content that we're in is you got to grab people's attention and you got to get them to tune in. So I mean, they're doing their job, but If you feel some sort of feelings when you watch them, my best advice is just turn it off. Just turn it off. Move away. Move away for social media. Just move away, right? So I thought this was also interesting from the Forbes article. So they say that there are six main causes of a recession. The first is some sort of economic shock. So think about what happened in 2020 with COVID and literally the whole world was shutting down. That was an economic shock. It didn't cause a recession right away, but it was still an economic shock. The number two factor is excessive debt. So I like to think about the housing bubble in 2008-2009 where people literally couldn't afford their houses after their variable interest rates shot up and it just created a lot of excessive debt. Then there are also asset bubbles. So this is like what happened in the stock market in the 2001 when the tech sector crashed and investing decisions really were driven by emotion. So when the tech market was going down, everybody was selling, that was really uh, those emotions kind of coming out and it's just created this sort of asset bubble. Another factor is what we're in right now too much inflation like hello <laughs> we see you inflation we're right here so that is the steady just uptick in prices of everything all at once and it really takes this toll on your bank account and this is why you need some sort of slush fund effort fund whatever you want to call it something that you can dip into when you need i also found this interesting data from personal capital they did a Anonymous spending survey of users, they found that consumers were spending about 34.6% more at the gas stations between April 2021 and April 2022. They also found that in April of this year, the average personal capital user spent about $1,283 on travel related expenses. So that was about $216 more than the pandemic low of two years prior. At $405 and about 24% more than pre pandemic levels. So that is just to say, everything is just, as we say here in my household, excuse the expression, everything's just getting a little bit shittier. (laughs) It's just getting shittier and shittier, and you don't quite know what to do with it. So another factor of recession is too much deflation. This is the opposite, where everything just loses value. Obviously, this is not good as well. And the last factor is technology change. As it says in the article, the Industrial Revolution made entire professions obsolete, sparking recessions and hard times. So, today, some economists worry that AI and robots could cause recessions by eliminating whole categories of jobs. So, those were the six factors that they say can cause a recession. As you can tell, we've already got some of these factors at play here, but a recession looks like this. If you think about a circle graph or circle diagram, it looks like this circle effect, right? Production falls. Which then makes employment fall, which then makes income fall, which then makes sales fall, right? It's this whole circular effect that happens. The flip side, of course, when we're coming out of recession is the reverse everything gets better, the birds chirp. Okay, wait, (laughs) never mind. The birds chirp all the time. So they don't care whether we're in a recession or not, but you get where we're going there. An article in NPR also says, I found this really interesting, a growing number of forecasters now see storm clouds on the horizon. Economists surveyed by the Wall Street Journal put the odds of a recession in the next 12 months at 44%, up from 28% in April. So everybody's kind of looking out there. They're looking at those two consecutive uh, quarters, and they're trying to figure out are we headed for a recession? Are we in a recession? Where are we at? It looks like it's getting closer and closer to people kind of agreeing on this. But the truth is, literally no two recessions have looked the same. And according to experts, recessions last around 18 months, which is good news and not so good news. If you think back the last couple of years of what we lived through with COVID and just the economy and all the changes, we survived. We're still here. It's two and a half or so years later. We're still here. Things are okay. So 18 months might not be horrible. I recently interviewed Jamie Peters, who is the Assistant Dean of Accounting, Finance, and Economics and the assistant professor of finance from Maryville University for another podcast episode all about revenge spending, which is really great. You need to make sure you listen to that episode. But I also wanted to get her thoughts on this idea. Are we in a recession? Are we not in a recession? And I also asked her about a recent article that came out featuring uh, Jamie Dimon from uh, Chase and JP Morgan Chase, where he said, I feel like we're in this like economic hurricane. So I really wanted to get Jamie's thoughts on it.
1: Yeah. So, you know, Jamie Diamond's idea of a hurricane is really interesting because if you think about a hurricane, you have an eye of a hurricane, which is really calm. And we're probably going to see that. We're starting to see that right now with Janet Yellen saying, hey, I'm sorry it was not transitory, but things are starting to come down. People are starting to get used to the idea of inflation. Uh, People are feeling still pretty strong with the job market still being strong. The uh, housing market still being really strong. Interest rates, they've gone up, but they're not so bad that they're preventing people from buying homes. That's where we are right now. We're in that eye. The circles have already started. We've seen all of these inputs, but what we're going to see now is all of the outputs that are resulting from it. We can't have interest rates climb as fast as they do and continue to climb in order to fight this inflation and not have an impact on what housing prices are going to be. We're not going to be able to have this spiraling inflation and not impact wages more than they already are. We're not going to be able to have that and not impact employment, which has been remaining strong. So all of those things are spinning around and we're right now, right there in that middle in that eye where things are actually still fairly calm. And it's a real disaster waiting for us ahead. It's going to be sad.
0: And now listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial.
1: Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 4.5% APY on an 8-month CD special or 4.25% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash CD specials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC.
0: So then I wanted to know from Jamie, okay, if this is coming if this is inevitable like what are some of the steps that we need to be focused on or some of the things we need to think about right now
1: buckle down be be ready so so have your have your version of sandbags have your version of the emergency kit have make sure that your financial health that you know that you have proper insurance that you have a safe place to go that you have um, a, a safety net in the in, in your in your savings account those type of things are going to help just like if you're living you know in in the path of a hurricane that you're feeling really good that you have fema insurance and um you know flood insurance and wind insurance and all of those type of things and
0: that you have a place to go so my thoughts are that we need to be really intentional with our money we really need to think about what we're doing if we are headed for a recession Maybe we need to just change a few things with our money.
1: Absolutely. They are going to take intention. They're going to take some effort, but they pay off in the end. They allow something that is temporary. A hurricane comes and then it goes. The impact is going to depend on how well you were prepared for it. It could be a minor inconvenience for some people. And for some people, it's going to be a lifelong disaster. Something that they've saved their whole life is going to be wiped out. And they were not ready for it. There's no way to rebuild. That may be the type of stories that come out of the recession of 2022.
0: I thought her insight was really interesting and What she thinks, she's an economist, what she thinks is happening is maybe what a lot of other people think is going to happen. It seems like no one really knows until we've had those two quarters of declining GDP, but everybody sure likes to debate it over and over again. As Jamie says, she thinks we're in that second quarter, so she's not going to be shocked at when we come out of that quarter that we're going to hear we're in a recession, so Again, what are some of the things you can do? Well, here are some of my thoughts. You heard Jamie's. Here are some of my thoughts. The first one is that you can really get focused on your spending. So I'm not talking about, again, cutting out coffees or lunches, but really becoming aware of how much everything is costing these days and more importantly, how it's impacting your overall spending plan. If you haven't uh, listened to some of the episodes where I'm talking about money flow, I have an upcoming episode, a Money 101 episode, where I'm talking about throwing out your budget and instead focusing on uh, tracking your cash, creating a spending plan. Be sure to go over and listen to that episode because that's just good stuff to do no matter what's happening with the economy. But, you know, you should ask yourself some questions. Do you need to make some changes so you can still keep on track with your money goals. Like, How is the increased cost of groceries, of gas, maybe for traveling, how are all of those things impacting your money, your investing, your debt payoff, and do you need to maybe make some of little changes right now? Jamie also talked about this idea of being intentional, and I really like this word because Intentionality when it comes to your money is about you putting yourself back in the driver's seat and you making choices that are good for you. So, could you become more intentional with your purchases? I think about things like do you need brand name XYZ, whatever it is, or will the generic do some justice? Now, of course, sometimes you got to have the brand name, and the brand name sometimes is what is more and more and more expensive at the store. So it's really easy to just go to the store, you throw stuff in your cart, you don't even look at the prices. I know half the time I don't even look at how much something is costing. That's not a good habit to get into. I will fully admit that. So the last couple of months, I started to look at the price of things when I was putting them in the cart and I'm like, wow, okay, that is more expensive than it used to be do I really want this? Do I need this? Am I going to eat this? Am I not going to eat this? I just started to think about everything a little bit differently. And that is the idea of bringing intentionality to your money. Sometimes the answer is yes. But again, we want to create this awareness of what's going on. We don't want to just hide in the corner with our money and put the blanket over our head and hope that things just go away or things just change or we're just okay. Uh, some of that is good. Some of that is healthy. It's it's okay from time to time to just close the door and say, I don't want to deal with any of this. But there also is a time for opening your eyes, being brave. We're all here with you, even though you can't see all of us listening right now. We're all, I like to think of us all kind of just holding hands in one giant circle talking about money, having a conversation. Maybe we're sitting around a table. I like that visualization better. We're sitting around a table, we're having a cocktail or a non-alcoholic beverage of choice, and we're having these conversations. We're all here together. So if we create this movement of te- intentionality with our money, we can really start changing a lot of things for a lot of us, right? Let's start growing wealth. Let's start not caring if we're in a recession or not in recession, we're doing the things that are positive for our money. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, EarnIt provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. EarnIt is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the EarnIt app and verify your paycheck. Make Earning a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earning, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under Podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under Podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. That's why you listen to this podcast. or at least the ebbs and flows that are happening, particularly this year. Maybe you increase your contribution percentage in your retirement account. Maybe you just got a raise or a bonus, whatever it might be. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you just decided, you know what, I've been at 2% or 5% or whatever that number is for quite some time. Let me just notch it up a little bit, right? You're not really going to feel it in your paycheck, but you're going to see it. In your wealth accumulation. And I don't want you to get fixated on the market went down today. I'm going to check my retirement accounts. Oh my God, I'm down 5% or 10%. I need to freak out. This is again, the emotion playing into money, particularly in our investing accounts, unless you're trying to retire right now or within this year, this is paper money. This isn't actual reality. You don't know what that number is going to be when you actually retire, when you need that money. So I don't want you to get so hooked in this fear cycle that you freeze, right? You've probably heard of fight or flight. I am in one of those a lot of the time. I have a lot of anxiety that I have been working with over the last couple of years. I've been honest. I've been in depression. I've had the gamut. I recently had panic attacks, I had to go to the emergency room, and i really had to change a lot of things about myself and my life. But you can be in this fight or flight mode. But there also is freeze mode. And freeze mode is almost more dangerous because you're just frozen. You don't want to make a choice. You don't want to look at anything. You don't want to do anything. So I want to move you out of those. I want definitely to move you out of the fight or flight I want you to be intentional. This is your money. This is your decision. So uh, I know it may seem counterintuitive when the stock market's going down, like why would I want to put more money into it? But you can still make money in a recession and in a stock market decline. I guarantee you there are businesses and people that are still profiting and you should be able to do that too. We've had so many investing ep- experts on this show recently who have talked about their version of buying the dip, whatever you want to call it. You can also start utilizing a lot of discount apps like Honey and Rakuten. Those are some of my favorites. I also, when people are talking about recession, I kind of go back in and look at things like my credit card points and I maybe start using those for everyday things like movie tickets or dinners out. A lot of them have these Uh, basically like shopping center, if you will, where you can exchange your points for all sorts of gift certificates. Now, does it make sense to do that? We could debate this all day long. If you're saving your points for a big trip, obviously, you're probably going to get more leverage for using your points on things like airfare or hotels. But if you're not traveling anywhere soon, why not utilize those points to buy some dinners out, or maybe you need to buy some gifts for the family? Use the credit card points. Don't use your cash. There are lots of different ways you can use those for. Or maybe you just even take the cash back, right? So start to think about non traditional ways of utilizing money in that fashion. It also is a good time to beef up your emergency fund your effort fund, your slush fund, your fun money fund, whatever the heck you want to call it, just this fund that you can dip into if let's say we do go in a recession and let's say maybe your job is not as stable as you once thought, having that emergency fund or that other source of money there could really just take a lot of pain and fear away. Not that it's not going to be there. It's going to be there and I'm going to acknowledge that and I would feel the same way. But uh, having this other account does does a lot for helping you just kind of rest at night. But these are just things I think you should do regardless of whether we're in a recession, we're not in a recession. At the end of the day, a recession is just unfortunately part of economics. This is what happens. Things contract, things expand, things contract. Uh, this is just the way the world happens. So I'm going to be watching and learning along with you. And of course, I will share more in upcoming Shonda Shares episodes. The most important thing is that if the news is getting you down, just turn it off, go outside, do something fun, and just forget about all of this for a while. If you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor, share it with someone right now so that they can Maybe think about this idea too of recession and and what they can do to be a little bit more intentional with their money. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode
1: algorithms can do so much more than control social media feeds. In fact, they have the power to save lives and improve our health. At the Weitzman Institute, Professor Yonina Eldar has pioneered innovative algorithms that optimize MRI scans and make ultrasound devices more portable, affordable, and accessible. Professor Eldar's lab develops AI tools that can pave the way to new technologies that can see, hear, and communicate beyond existing limits. Learn more at Celebrating Great Minds Dot org.